Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello, it's Charles Kelly. I'm back again on Facebook Live. And hi again to my listeners on my podcast, which you can find on Stitcher, iTunes, and on my website, moneytipsdaily.com. In case you don't know me, I'm Charles Kelly, author of the book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness, which is a, a full guide on making money, enjoying money, and keeping your money, keeping more of your money, and being happy with it. My podcast is called Money Tips Daily, which is designed to help you earn, save, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Today, I want to talk to you about uh, Airbnb. Now, Airbnb is a company that rents out millions and millions of properties all over the world, but they don't own the properties themselves. They're all owned by hosts that they call hosts or or landlords. And the accommodation platform has plans to to go public next year into 2020. Uh, They didn't give any more details, but they estimate a value of 31 billion dollars 31 billion dollars which is unbelievable and they're making around a billion dollars in revenue per quarter and the hosts which included me at one time I was a host for Airbnb have made more than 80 billion from renting their properties as of this month according to the company which is which is unbelievable I I think it's a great company Airbnb like Uber and Amazon and Apple have been disruptive they've disrupted industries haven't they they've they brought prices down for consumers and you know they certainly changed things because the hotels don't like them they i think they've tried to block them in city centers you know now it's easier isn't it to get rooms when you go to a place and you haven't got a, a room usually they're all full now there's airbnb there's there's more competition i think that that's been good for consumers but they've done something more which i think these companies all have in common and that is this is my my thing that they they have these companies i mean amazon's worth a trillion or something uh, apple's a trillion as well uber's not so much uber's more recent but they all do something which which i think they have in common and that is that they help smaller entrepreneurs make money as well so they don't only just make money for themselves but they they help smaller entrepreneurs and they work with smaller entrepreneurs to help them make money airbnb makes uh money for for landlords like myself I mean I started with Airbnb five years ago when it was quite new Uh, I'd heard about it from my son and it was tremendous at the start you know you could put a list of property you know within an hour or so you could get the property listed and uh, immediately people would start inquiring for rooms and I, I, I very rarely had a room empty and the only reason I stopped it was because it was just too much work and I couldn't get anybody at that time to manage the property for me now there are management companies that manage thousands of Airbnb properties just in London and, and around the world. Uh, you know, I went to a, a funding round, an angel funding investor meeting, and, and a company doing just this was uh, looking to raise millions of euros in funding to expand their business. So I, I think it worked very, very well. And if you think about um, Uber, it's helped 
to make drivers money. It's indirectly employing you know millions of drivers and companies who then supply cars to drivers. Amazon has helped small traders and and businesses get get a window uh, out there on on the online and put out a, an online store, uh, which has, has made a lot of money for them and, and obviously for Amazon. Apple through its apps and its stores has, has made millions and millions of dollars for app developers and companies that provide services via apps on Amazon. So that might be something to think about if you want a really big business, that something that is disruptive, it helps consumers, but it also helps smaller people get into the market. And, and they th- therefore you'll have millions of small businesses as, as your partner which I, I think is, is a common denominator amongst those companies. And bear in mind, Airbnb haven't been going that long. They're already worth billions. But unlike um, some of these new companies that are floating, they are making money. There's, there's revenue there. There's, there's money coming in all the time. There's cash flow. It's not just like a, a vague website. Like, like Twitter didn't make money for a long, long time. And I don't think they're making that much money now. Uh, so I, I think it's an amazing system. If you have room or spare room in your house it's a good way of, of renting out yeah there's been problems there, there have been some problems but there's problems with any any situation where you're a landlord tenant that there's always going to be some issues but when i had issues with any tenants or guests as, as we call them there were very few incidents and, and it was usually sorted out and also i didn't have to collect any money the money was paid into my account i just found it very very good uh, as i don't use them now uh, because I, ju- I just found that um, it, it was just too difficult. But, you know, whole businesses have been built around dealing with Airbnb properties. And I also went to their convention a few years ago in Paris. They had a, a massive convention and it was amazing. Uh, the guys who started the company were there. They were talking. They were, they were young guys in their, in their 20s, maybe early 30s. And, you know, they're, they're quite friendly guys, casually dressed. And they talked about how they started the company and, and they built this worldwide property business without owning properties. They don't buy the properties. They're all owned by the hosts who own the properties, which is a lesson for all of you who think that you can't get into property or the business without having lots of money. Clearly there's, there's a rent to rent type of business there screaming at you that can be done. There are people who have Airbnb properties that perhaps don't want to manage them themselves. We now call it serviced accommodation. You know, so don't say to yourself, well, I can't get into property because I've got any money because you can. There are lots of ways of getting into property without having lots and lots of capital that you'd need to, to buy properties. Now, they do, of course, own properties as well. You know, they're not just um, skint guys, you know, they, they own properties. And in fact, they, they told us at the, the meeting that they actually used to rent out properties themselves. They, they would get out there and... Um, rent out their own rooms in their own houses just to kind of keep their hand in. And those are the days when I think it was less corporate. You know, they were talking about the experience you have meeting people from all over the world. And and there were people there at the convention that had traveled the world just in Airbnb properties, you know, and you know, there were quirky properties in tree houses and that sort of thing. I think now it seems to be a bit more corporate, but they were good guys. And it was a fantastic convention. I mean, they really organized it well. Everything was there, food, drinks. You didn't have to queue up some some kiosk inside Excel. Have you been to Excel in London? One kiosk open and 50 people, you know, maybe 150 people come out of a session and queue up for this one coffee place, which is pathetic. Here, 
at the Airbnb, everything was there. So they had different kiosks for different kinds of snacks and foods and uh, drinks. I'm not sure if there was alcohol there. There might have been a bit of alcohol. There were certainly coffees and soft drinks and water everywhere. And they, it was almost like a religious experience. It, even the staff were you know, so, and, you know, hi, I'm Airbnb. You know, they were so happy and, you know, uh, switched on to Airbnb. A bit like an Apple store in that way. But it was a tremendous convention, a really good experience. And it was such a shame that because they, they were due to have a party on the Saturday night, but the, the party had to be cancelled due to the Paris bombing. It was that weekend of the Paris bombing a few years ago. I can't remember the year, but that, that was the, the Paris bombing night. And people were ringing me up saying, am I, am I OK? But I, I didn't know. I didn't hear it. I was a few miles away. But uh, it was a shame because the Airbnb staff were also going to do some community work in Paris, helping to clean up parts of Paris or just do some community stuff. So they were really giving back to Paris and spent probably millions of euros on that convention. And all the people who turned up were, were spending money on, on accommodation. I stayed in an Airbnb unit there, which is really nice, right in the centre. And it was such a shame that it was spoiled by these bombers uh, who, who just wrecked the whole event. But I did see that was only the last night that was wrecked, but it was a great convention. And I'm sure the Airbnb IPO will do very well. Now, there's another IPO been talked about for a little while, and that is Saudi Arabia's oil company, state-owned oil company, Aramco, which is probably the biggest company in the world. And they're planning to list, go for a public offering in one of the stock markets around the world. And they're telling that wealthy families... They're browbeating them into investing in this offering, which is expected to value the company at $2 trillion. And do you remember there was a story on in, in the news about wealthy families that have been locked up in the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Saudi Arabia? And the new prince was trying to cut down on corruption. So he locked all these families up and said, right, unless we come to some arrangement, and you pay back money that's owed to, to him. We're not releasing you. And some of those families still have their assets frozen and they're, they're apparently been told that they must invest them into this aramco ipo which is a, a novel way of getting investors i certainly won't be investing in there because how can you invest in a in a company that forces investors to buy shares in this startup company it, it just seems it's a world away from you know what we think of in the west as a free market now, if you'd like to know how to get into property and you want to learn more about things like rent to rent and no money down strategies, email me at charles at charleskelly.net or uh, send me a message on Facebook. Now, my word of the day is limited company because we talked about companies and corporations. Now, my word of the day is limited companies. Now, a limited company or in America, it's called a corporation is an organization that's set up for you to run your business. This means that you are a shareholder in the business and you have responsibility for that company. But the financial liability is limited by the value of the shares that, that you own, but have not yet been paid for. So they, they would be called uh, you got paid up shares and shares that are not paid up. And company directors of companies are not responsible for the business debts. Now, I'll explain that in a bit more detail. In other words, if your business is a limited company and you, you are the shareholder in that company. It doesn't have to be a big business. You could be a plumber, a small business or a large business. But if it's set up as a limited company, you could be a financial advisor and Charles Kelly Limited or whatever. And in that company, it's like that company is the entity of the business. That that company, limited company is the business. 
you are then the shareholder in that business and maybe the director of that business. Now, let's say that company goes bust. It goes under, it gets made bankrupt and there's 10 million pounds worth of debts or you've been sued for 10 million pounds. Then you could close that company down or it could be closed down, but you will not be liable for those debts personally. The company over here is liable for the debts, but you're a shareholder and you're a director, but you're not personally liable for those debts unless you've signed a personal guarantee for those debts or you've signed some sort of guarantee for a bank loan personally, then you would be liable for those debts. Or if you were found to be criminally negligent, or fraudulent in, in creating debts and then, and then and closing the company down, you could be personally liable. They could come after you. But let's say in general, you're running a straightforward business. You get sued for a lot of money. There's not money in the company to pay. You could say, well, that's it. You know, close the company down. I'm walking away and you wouldn't be liable. However, if you were running the business as a sole trader, so I just set up my business tomorrow, Charles Kelly, uh, doing a bit of marketing, sole trader, no limited company. Then in that case where if, if I run up a lot of debts or I got sued, I could be liable for those debts. And, and the creditors then can go after personally, can go after the personal debts, personal assets of the person that owes that money. And they can go after your house. They can go after money in your bank and anything else that you own. They can send bailiffs around to collect that money. So that is the definition of a limited company. Sometimes in, in the UK, we have companies which say John Smith Limited. It can be the word limited or it can be LTD. Now, when it's LTD, we don't say John Smith LTD. We say John Smith Limited. It's an abbreviation for limited. But I, I would suggest... In most cases, if you're running a business, you're usually better off in a limited company from the point of view of, of liabilities. But it does involve a bit more tax work because you've got to file a tax return for the company and maybe your own tax return as well. And so it does involve a little bit more work. Sometimes it can save you tax if you're a higher rate taxpayer. But you need to talk to your accountant about that as to what is best for you. But I would normally advise businesses that they're usually better off as a limited company, especially if they're in something like under financial advice where they can easily be sued for wrong advice or even years later. And it's normally just tidier to have a limited company. Property businesses. Now, a lot of people are setting up property in, in a limited company because of the tax treatment they'll, they'll receive on the interest they pay. However, the interest rates on loans made to limited companies is is, is a lot higher. So is it worth it? I don't know. Um, I've got a bit of both. So I've got limited companies and properties owned in my own name. But there's, if you're building certainly more properties and you, you plan to build a company with four or five properties, then you're normally better off having it in one limited company. It also means that you're not, you know, you can just do one tax return for the for the property business rather than you know accounting for each property as you would as, as a sole trader. So that's the word of the day, limited company or corporation as it is in America. And it's interesting that some even large companies use the limited liability to, to get away from paying debts. Companies now are saying to their landlords, you know, we can't afford these rents for the shops that we've got all over the place. So we want a rent reduction or we're just going to close the company down. And the landlord normally has to agree. They can also go into administration, which is not outright bankruptcy, but it gives them a breathing space from their debt, their creditors. And the, the drugs company in America that is um, in trouble over these opioid drugs that 
have you know, apparently damaged people, they've killed people. They've been sued recently that the case was won and you know, they're expecting a lot more cases to come forward. And it was like something out of a John Grisham novel. And John Grisham actually had a novel, the, the lawyer turned writer. The John Grisham had a novel about uh, people suing a drugs company. No, it was an insurance company, rather, suing an insurance company. And then when they won the claim, the insurance company went into bankruptcy. And that's what this company is doing in America, because the shareholders and directors who are all very, very wealthy people and give money to charities and all that sort of stuff, um, open up art galleries and all these, you know, the trustees of art galleries and museums and that sort of thing. They have no personal liability. So if that company is sued for $100 billion and the company hasn't got the money, they're not going to go after their directors or shareholders for their money. They're going to lose money, but they wouldn't lose as much as if they were personally into that. So I hope that's explained it in a long-winded way. Thanks for listening. As I said, if, you, if you're interested in property investment and learning how to do it, just email me on Facebook. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend wherever you are. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 